0: This is BeatStars Gurus, the music marketing podcast for ambitious musicians. It's powered by BeatStars, the easiest way to sell beats, songs, albums, and keep 100% of your sales. To start selling for free today, visit BeatStars.com. Hey music makers, my name is Abe and I'm the host of the Gurus podcast. Each week we put out podcast interviews with successful musicians, experts and entrepreneurs that will help inspire, motivate and give you tips to increase your sales traffic on your BeatStars store so you can live the life that you dream of having. And this week we sit down with Gabe Schillinger of the Legion, based in the Bay Area, studio owner, mixer, engineer, music producer, uh, and discuss how he went from being a traditional music producer into being an online dominating force in selling music online. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Abe with BeatStars, and this is the BeatStars Guru's Podcast, where we sit down with Musicians, entrepreneurs, experts in the music field, and today we're sitting down with a with a, with a special guest. Uh, we have Gabe of the Legion here, a production um, team out of the Bay Area. What's up, Gabe? How you doing? What's up, Abe? Thanks for having me on. Oh man, we're we're really honored to have you on, man. And and of course, you know, it's a l- I'm a little biased because you know I'm from the Bay, so I had I had to have one of our own guys on the show and. um you know discuss the music scene from the bay i've been out of the bay for for uh, a, over a year or something so I was like i kind of miss uh, what's what's happening over there what's bubbling over there and so you're gonna have to fill us in a little bit yeah absolutely absolutely cool man so let's just uh let's start from the beginning man you've been i know you've been doing this for you know for a long time um been you know been been really ingrained in the, the bay area music scene as well as other markets as well but um you know, how did you first get your, you know, your first start in producing music? Um, probably the
1: first time that it sort of became serious was when I started interning at a recording studio called Tarpan Studios, which is run by uh, a guy named Narda Michael Walden, who was a big time producer, especially back in like the '80s and '90s. Um, you know, one producer of the year Grammy and and album of the year and song of the year, a ton of platinum albums and songs that I produced for Whitney Houston and Mariah Carey, all these kind of people. So uh, when I got to start working there, that was kind of my first exposure to the actual uh, music industry. And so that was a great kind of place to, to learn about, especially more sort of the traditional kind of music industry. Um, Cause he, you know, came from that a little bit more old school thing. And this was also, you know, more than 10 years ago. So mm-hmm. I kind of got a little glimpse of that um maybe previous ways of of doing things Mm -hmm. uh which i've been able to kind of carry over a little bit into the new stuff
0: that's dope yeah man i mean it's um you know a lot of like the traditional music hubs like los angeles and you know new york a a lot of a lot of those um you know a lot of those places still kind of function uh, especially the ones that really deal with the major labels on a day-to-day basis they, they still, they, those operations, those studios and those producers, you know, they still function in the same way they've been doing it for many, many years. And um, it's really cool for you to kind of, you know, get exposed to to that early on because it's, it's always, it's always, uh, I think it's always essential to understand the roots and understand the, you know, the beginnings of how collaboration and, and gear and studio and sound and acoustics and all that stuff kind of originates. But... Would you, I mean, not, you know, not every artist and not every producer gets to, gets to have that, um, you know, experience. Would you say that, you know, working with a producer like, um, like, like, like Narada, uh, would you feel like that's important, um, for, especially as a musician starting out to have, to have a mentor like that or have an experience like that to help them navigate early on? Do you think it, do you think it was really important for you?
1: yeah it definitely helped a lot and i understand that not everybody is gonna be in that situation it happened to be you know literally five minutes away from where i live he has a studio and i sort of got lucky and and called up and i was able to go down there so i understand it's not realistic for everybody to get that type of experience but um definitely to find mentors and and to model yourself um, after other producers and other, um, people that you respect, I think is super important. I mean, that's sort of the basis of everything I do is I, is I find somebody who's good at it and then figure out what they did and, and, and try to model after it. So if you can actually have that be a two-way thing where they're, um, you know, working with you directly, that's, you know, that's that much better.
0: Yeah, that's dope, man. And, and another, like, another thing that I, um, always, always, when I talk to very, very young and, um, inexperienced musicians and music producers and artists, and I always tell them, you know, don't don't rush the process, don't don't rush the learning process, because I think you know every single um, you know one of those moments is is very key in building you know who you are as a musician. Now, when you first interned there, and really, you know, like how 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 did you you know did you gr- gradually take on tasks? Um, did you start off with something very, very simple? Um, did you jump right in? Did you, I mean, what kind of advice would you give someone, you know, that is thinking about interning at a, at a, you know, bigger music studio? Would you tell them to, you know, slow it down, take it day by day, you know, what what, what kind of advice would you give them?
1: Yeah. I mean, for me, when I started over there, I had very, very little experience, Uh, almost no experience. I'd kind of been messing around making beats a little bit. You know, I'd never used Pro Tools or, you know, I, I basically knew nothing. Um, and the way that I approached it was just with a lot of energy and, and enthusiasm. So if uh, if they told me to uh, go digging in some boxes because they needed to find something, then I, I attacked that, you know, and I made right. sure I found that little thing they were looking for or if they want to meet. You know, whatever menial task it was, mm-hmm. I just tried to really take it seriously and, and prove to to them and to myself that, you know, this is something I really want to learn and what, something I really want to dive into. And so I guess maybe, um, I don't know if this is exactly answering your question, but just having that attitude of being willing to just go the extra mile and and um, have that enthusiasm. If you're not really excited about the stuff, especially, you know, when you're first starting out, starting out then Uh, this is probably not the thing for you to do so if you if you don't naturally have some of that motor some of that excitement to just you know spend all day learning something or um uh you know pursuing something then Mm -hmm. then it's probably not the right job for you and if you are super excited about it then just jump in and 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 put in that time and put in that extra effort because it's going to pay off for you because you're going to learn a lot and you're going to already start developing this uh um, reputation. People are going to know you as somebody who who works hard and and who's um, you know who's ready to work, and that's that's mm-hmm. that's who people want to work with. People who are you know first that they just want to hang out with. That's super important. Just be be cool, and mm-hmm. then also you know show that you're you know willing and and uh, hopefully enjoy working hard, and then everything else you know kind of just fits into place from there.
0: Yeah. No, definitely. That's 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 great advice, man. Take it slow, be patient, and, um, you know, and just tackle every task with enthusiasm. That's, uh, yeah. that's great, man. So, yeah, so, you know, when I, you know, I don't know if we met in person. We might have, at, I think, at a couple of the, like, Bay Area Producers Conferences, possibly. Mm-hmm. I think we did, yeah. And that was, you know, many, many years ago. And, and, I've, and I've known about you before from, of course, a really, really good friend of mine, Furious, Who who I love. Shout out to Furious Man, Um, an amazing songwriter, amazing artist, and I think you've worked with him a lot in the past as well too. Um, Now, you know, knowing you and knowing those kind of circles um, that you've been working in, you know, I've I've always known you to be someone that is very hands on in the studio, working working with an artist in the studio, creating polishing mixing you know mastering kind of being a full kind of production solution and it was more about kind of like the in-person experience and that's and that's i felt like that was your your main source of business um you know over the course of the last couple years I've, i've i've noticed you kind of transition yourself from the traditional kind of like production work into juggling that in in including the online and the digital space, you know, and and creating a presence uh, for yourself online and selling beats and licensing and other services that you, you know, that you offer. How has that transition been? Because, you know, it, it wasn't too long ago that you, you know, really were working, you know, out of your studio and then now, you know, you're in a digital marketplace. Right.
1: Yeah, no, it's been, uh, it's been interesting. It's been exciting. It's funny, I think I remember, um, so the Bay Area Producers Conference is a conference that uh, I helped put on. It's Mario Flores is the guy who really runs it, mm-hmm. um, uh, and so we'll be in I think our seventh or eighth year next year. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyways, I think I ran into you uh, in one years ago, and you're telling me, oh yeah, you got to get on Beat Stars, and mm-hmm. you know you got to do that. And I was kind of like, yeah, I don't know, you know. And of course now I wish I had gotten on there a lot sooner. Right. Um, but yeah, so I guess just to just to sort of go over what you're saying. So yeah, that's true. What you know, how we started um, was a little bit more that traditional model, where you know I have my studio, people would come into the studio, we did a lot of engineering, so a lot of recording, mixing, mm-hmm. and mastering, um, and then also producing. But not necessarily. Sometimes people would come in with beats, mm-hmm. you know, from other places. Uh, sometimes we would just sell beats. But but you're right, it was a little bit more of that sort of traditional model of of somebody physically shows up to the studio and and leaves with some music and so Mm -hmm. um when we made that transition which really is not long ago at all it's right maybe two years really less than two years Mm -hmm. um that i kind of started really taking it seriously and and man it changed my business it changed my life really honestly like it it um it motivated me in a new way where um kind of doing that same thing over and over um had gotten maybe a little bit stale, or or, um, mm-hmm. or or even not necessarily, but but the the online stuff was super exciting, and and for me, you know, it's it's a completely different job, you know, learning how to market yourself, uh, learning how to use the different sort of technology, and and using the different platforms like BeatStars and. And YouTube and and all the social media stuff, mm-hmm. um, all that stuff is like its own job, and it it doesn't really have to do with music. It has nothing to do with making music. It's it's kind of its own thing, and it, it's really being an entrepreneur and 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 uh, and and launching a business. Which um, it turns out, lucky for me, I I really like to do it. So that um so that worked out because I kind of dove into that, and and now I listen to you know a ton of business podcasts and entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. Uh, podcasts and read blogs and and you know it's exciting to me i like to learn about all that kind of stuff um but it's really opened up all these other opportunities uh you know m- mainly just just to support myself and and my team where now we have these sources of income that just weren't mm-hmm. just didn't exist a year or two ago right. and so that can help you know kind of fuel the engine where now it's like for one thing it's more motivating it's exciting when you know uh uh, Nate, my production partner comes you know comes by and we're gonna work on a beat and I can hand him a bunch of money because hey we you know business mm-hmm. is going great. Right. you know so it keeps everybody um, excited and motivated. Um, and then also it's it's interesting too how it can kind of come full circle where um, it can help with sort of that other side of of maybe trying to get placements and mm-hmm. and working with artists where you know we've uh, now been approached sometimes by, you know, like uh, 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 Boozy's manager hit us mm-hmm. up because mm-hmm. he saw we were high on the charts on uh, on SoundClick or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so, mm-hmm. so sometimes by doing the internet stuff, you can actually get back into the, the the other world of kind of getting placements and stuff like that. So, yeah, it's, man, it's, it's really a,
0: helpful. Yeah, go ahead. it's amazing. It really is. It, what you guys have done in the last few years is amazing. And 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 I I didn't want to cut you off because I didn't want to hear finish hearing what you're saying, but I wanted wanted to of the the listeners to have kind of uh, um, just like an understanding of you guys have worked with everybody from, you know, E-40, French Montana, Bum B, Ray J. I mean, not no, like these are not pushovers. Like these are, uh, you know, big stars. And for you guys to transition your business model and start focusing online is a testament to where this industry is going. Right. And um, so it's just super exciting to see that. Um, and, and, and how you were saying that, you know, it's easier to get placements. I mean, just the other day, I, I, I don't know if I'm supposed to say this. You know, this is probably, I don't know. I'm not, I don't know if I'm supposed to say this, but De La Soul was buying beats on BeatStars just the other day, right? So it's just like, this is where it's going. You know, this is where it's going. It's just much more efficient, much more, you know, easier for a songwriter to get inspired and get um, exposed to new music um, from all over the world, right? They're not just pigeonholed just by the the local guy, right? Your customers probably are from everywhere, right? From all over the world. And you're collaborating with musicians. You're bringing your guys' music together. It's just a magical thing that's happening right now, especially with collaboration online.
1: Yeah, no, it it really is amazing. And, And that's exciting to hear, you know, what you're saying, like with De La Soul, and mm-hmm. and, I've, and there's plenty of stories like that. There's, um I know, like a while ago, Fifty Cent had got, you know, I think oh, it yeah. was, uh, you know, a track off of, uh, I think it was SoundClick or whatever. But uh, and there's one recently. It's not coming, but you know, big artists are are on these sites, and it's. Mm-hmm. I feel like almost they're used to maybe be a little bit of maybe a little like stigma, like oh, you're a right. internet producer, like you right. know, I've I've talked to producers. Um, who have said, oh yeah, maybe, you know, they, they, you know, I was talking to a, a friend of mine and yeah. he was like, yeah, see so you see you're having some success. Maybe, you know, I might, I might try to do that, but I'd probably just like change my name online. So that <laughs> it wouldn't like, you know, dilute my brand or whatever. Cause I'm working with these big artists and stuff. And, and I, you know, I, I sort of, yeah. I understand where he's coming from, but I think that that's maybe the wrong way to look at it and that it's it's all part of your brand and being a quote unquote internet producer is just being a producer now. And yeah. and if you have that reach, uh, you know, whether if it's through the sort of uh, the newer internet side, quote unquote, or the mm. older channels, it's, it's sort of all the same thing. If you're yes. reaching, you know, if your music is reaching a large number of people, and you're getting paid for it then what's that's great that's the whole
0: point right yeah i still don't i still don't understand the stigma man i still don't get it you know i've worked with huge artists throughout my, my career as well and working on the artist side they're more embracing of getting their name everywhere they can on every single site on every single platform right they don't care right that right. that's their their motto is more exposure they that's how they sell music that's how they get shows and and um The producers um i guess the traditional producers have it's it's taking a little while for them to kind of adjust their mentality as being a marketer as being as being an artist you know as being someone that you know um needs to you know um, expand their brand outside of just you know you know the handshakes because those people that they're shaking hands with are on digital platforms right those people that they're collaborating with and you know in other places they're they're living their lives digitally as well too so the longer the longer everyone waits to uh you know kind of start setting up shop online you know it's gonna it's gonna hurt them in the future for sure yeah
1: no like i like i said before i mean uh i think we've been really really lucky that you know in just a couple years we've we've kind of been able to climb up the food chain a little bit but Mm -hmm. man if we had started 10 years ago i mean I could only imagine, you know, where we'd be at now with, with this. So definitely. Yeah. Um, and we'll talk yeah, I want to I,
0: I, I want to talk about that a little bit, you know, because, you know, you, you'll you'll talk to, you know, I'll talk to Grammy award-winning producers, man, like all the time and their income stream is not even a fraction of what some of our some of the top online producers are making, right? Not even yep. a fraction. I'm and it. and um, you know, so for you guys to make that jump and make it so quickly and really develop you know your reputation your brand online like what what was the biggest factor you would say when jumping all in um was like what was the biggest factor in garnering that success that fast you know um i think one
1: one thing for sure and and maybe this sounds obvious is is trying to have music that people like. I mean, it sounds dumb, but it's it's definitely, you know, having that background of making music for so long, mm-hmm. I think helped with maybe if you're a producer and you're brand new, and this is the fourth beat you ever made in your life and you're trying to sell it, um, it's gonna, obviously, it's gonna be harder for you Um, to kind of gain that traction so that's one thing that's that's always that's always where it should start is is the music itself Um, but then as far as the marketing you know like I said I just kind of dove in and and tried to see what people are doing and um, I think I think what's important is to find the people who are best at it so sometimes that's in the same industry you're in um, but sometimes it's also stepping outside of that so I definitely looked at you know, Anno Domini and Gija and, and what mm-hmm. these producers are doing and try and definitely still try to model after those guys. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, cause I want to be where, where those guys are at. Right. Um, but then also looking at some of the more um, traditional sort of marketers online mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. and learning more about, um, you know, being an entrepreneur and, and, you know, uh, learning about guys like Pat Flynn and, uh, mm-hmm. Russell Brunson and uh, John Lee Dumas and, and, you know, even Tim Ferriss and, and all these guys that um, they they know marketing on a whole nother scale where it's like right, right. there aren't producers who have reached that level yet, you sure. know, so to try to model after those guys and learn about, oh, okay, if I get people to sign up for my email newsletter, now I can send them out these emails that have a lot of value, a lot mm-hmm. of information they want to know, right. um, but then... By doing that, then now those guys are going to associate me with somebody who's an expert in my field, somebody who's a good guy and is going to help them out. Um, and then when it comes time for them to maybe buy some music, they're going to think of me first. And, and uh, you know, and you can hone in on that and there's there's right. get real deep into email marketing and how to get people to opt in. Um, and I, I can talk about that. I don't know if you want to get too deep into that, but that's, sure, yeah, absolutely. you know, learning that stuff has really helped. So, yeah, so I, I'll get a little bit more. Um, into it. So pretty much my sort of funnel, uh, main funnel to get people really onto my mailing list and sort of into my system or into my world. Uh, It mostly, I use a lot of different channels, but the biggest one for me actually has been Twitter. And um, I use, uh, I've used a couple different programs. I use one called Crowdfire uh, for a while. And then I I recently switched over to one called Follow Liker, Mm -hmm. um, which is super effective. And basically it automates, everything you can think of you know on twitter or instagram um and so what i do is i follow using the software i follow the people that are following other producers because for me i know hey if you're following Anno Domini, there's a pretty good chance that you're an artist and there's a pretty good chance that you're in the market for some beats mm-hmm. um, so it'll go in it'll follow a bunch of people that are following those guys and then what's going to happen is they're going to get a notification on their phone or whatever uh, some percentage of them are going to check that and, and, and look at my music and look at my feed and, and, ch- and uh, follow me back mm-hmm. uh, and then they get an automated direct message and that direct message says um, something like uh, hey you know looking forward to working with you here's a link to five free beats uh, so we can get started now and then that takes them to an opt-in page and mm-hmm. I use Um, uh, a platform called ClickFunnels to build uh, my opt-in pages, to build my membership area, which we can also get into, Mm -hmm. um, to build most of my, all all the fun stuff, like I have legionbeats.com, which is cool, but all the fun stuff online that I do is on ClickFunnels. But anyways, that takes them to a page where um, it's designed so there's only one thing on that page. It's a landing page where um, unlike a traditional homepage or something where there's all these links to different social media and all this stuff, there's just one thing they can do, which is click on that button Um, give me their email address so that I can send them, you know, those free beats or whatever. And that's what kind of kicks off the whole thing. And then um, there's a automated, they call it like a drip system, you know, with those emails where they get these really valuable emails where it's like, hey, how to promote yourself on YouTube, uh, why you need to, you know, think about this or, you know, all this stuff that trying to get into the head of an artist of of what's what's really going to help them out. And then like I was saying before, that also creates opportunities where they're just going to think of me in the first place, but also I can let them know, hey, I'm having a sale or whatever, and they're going to be a lot more likely to open that email because I've been providing all of this free value. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're a little more likely to listen you know, to the stuff that I'm talking about. So that's that's kind of the, right. the overview of how I kind of get people in my system. I'm up over, I think, like 8,000 subscribers now. We're, we're getting about 1,000 subscribers a month. Um, and actually what's kind of cool is, so I, I, got that program follow liker, mm-hmm. um, and it was so effective for me. I thought, oh, maybe let me try offering this for other people. Um, and that's kind of grown into this whole side business. And I've got this, this, uh, this new business basically that I'm, that I'm working on for that. It's called more And it's basically mm-hmm. you can sign up and, uh, I'm really going after that niche of artists or producers. And I kind of set up the whole thing for you. And then I can basically, you can have that same type of funnel system, right? Uh, you know that I'm talking about so
0: so essentially you're turning your music making uh, music selling business into a music marketing business as well now since you've seen some seen some success and now you you're willing to take what you've learned um, and share that with the community and that's that's awesome man so I guess what I'm taking out of this and and I I'm, I hope you know, everyone listening takes out of this is that guys, it's not always about asking for the sale, right? It's always about providing some value. It's not always take, take, take. You have to give, 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 give. And, um, and I think that's a great, great model, um, that, that, you know, that you're establishing, man. Congrats on all that. Thank you.
1: Thank you. Yeah, no, and absolutely just to quickly respond to that. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's what it's all about. And, and and that's how I try to approach everything. So if it's social, media, if it's on Twitter, I'm not just tweeting out, hey, check out this beat. Hey, check out this beat. There's some of that in there. But it's also like, hey, check out this article. Uh, hey, check out this uh, motivational quote, you know, mm-hmm. stuff that they just want, um, because that's what's going to make people want to follow you and interact with you. And then it should be the same thing on email It should be the same thing on Facebook, on Instagram, all these things. It's all about providing value to them, uh, which is a great, you know, sort of uh, uh, idea for for an economy because everybody wins. You, you know, instead of people getting bombarded with these um, commercials, basically, yeah. they're getting bombarded with great information, and, and people, you know, the, the people who are selling things have to compete to provide the best information or the best content, right. and then that's who's gonna win in the end. So it's a great, I love that
0: sort of concept of, uh, of a of an economy so um you know with with all of the um you know with with all the saturation of artists beat makers producers selling online and everyone selling i think what you've modeled right there is is a great way to kind of disrupt through all that noise um and and be able to kind of really big build a you know great business for you guys now let's let's get to um let's get to some of the music man there's one project in particular um you know, specifically really interested that you're working on and that's Mr. Fab's new album. Um, what's, what's the status with that one, man? I mean, Fab is one of my favorite guys from the Bay and um, I, I love his music and I always felt I always felt like Mr. Fab was one of those guys that is truly underrated in regards to, you know, one of the greatest lyricists coming out of the Bay Area, man. Um, you know, he's someone, uh, you know, I put in high regard.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. Hey, you and me both. I mean, this guy is so talented. It's it's interesting because a lot of people know him kind of from the hyphy days, mm-hmm. and you know he's a really smart guy, and, and he uh, capitalized on that movement and became one of the leaders of that movement. Um, but if you think that that's all he can do or that's what he's best at, then then you're you're definitely missing missing out on the big story. I mean, this is a guy who can I'll put on an R and B beat, right? Mm-hmm. It was like just some guitar and and a snap or something, just mm-hmm. like pure RB. and this guy will freestyle a song, like not just, you know, the verses or or kind of some melodies. He'll literally, he'll have a concept, he'll have the melodies, he'll have the verses and the hook, <laughs> pretty much, like pretty much an entire song. This is insane. Like there's, right. I've worked with a decent amount of songwriters and, and there's very, very few who can do anything close to that. Right. Um, you know, so that's just one example. And 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 you know, another example is like on this album um that i that I got to mix and master the whole album, which is really cool experience. Um, he's got crazy guest features, right? He's uh-huh. got I mean the 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 list is is incredible. He's got Kendrick Lamar, he's got Lupe Fiasco, he's got Raekwon, Keisha Cole, G Easy. Um, I know <sighs> I'm I'm forgetting Snoop. Too Short, Devin the Dude. Oh, man. Uh, I mean, and and I know I'm forgetting a bunch. There's so many artists, uh, you know, so many huge features on there. Um, but what's interesting is he does... A dip, like on the song with Lupe Fiasco, he's doing this backpack kind of, you know, yes. uh, conscious hip hop kind of style. On the he's got a track with all the dudes from Texas, you know,
0: Paul Wall and Bun B and Slim Thug and all those guys, and he raps
1: like that. Can we just stop the
0: interview? Let's just stop the interview and press play wherever you are, <laughs> and just <laughs> I want to hear that, man, really bad.
1: Yeah, it's it's there it's out. I mean the um a, a few of the singles have already dropped. I'm okay. probably by the time this podcast comes out the whole album will drop, but cool. it was actually really cool just the other day uh Rolling Stone picked up uh you know d- got some coverage on the Kendrick Lamar song. Mm-hmm. So that was in Rolling Stone, so that was that was pretty awesome. exciting to see that. Um so yeah, so these songs are out there. If you Google them right now, you'll be able to find them.
0: Those, See, those guest features, those people that are featuring on his album, they're not there because, you know, Fab is like, please, please get on my album. They're there because they respect that guy as a musician, as a, as a songwriter, you know? Absolutely. And you just, yeah, he just demands that kind of, uh, yeah, I can't wait. I can't wait. He's He's been definitely one of those bright spots out of the bay and i'm an east bay kid man and it's just like you know waiting for another kid from oakland to really make it and but you know he's uh he's he's made it he's he's had a lot of accomplishments and i think this is kind of like that one album his fans are really really waiting for right now yeah
1: no absolutely and i'm i'm really just uh you know grateful to have been able to be you know such a big part of it and, and to to mix the whole thing and um yeah no it's 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 great for the bay um oh and also just to touch on what you Mm -hmm. said as far as you know those artists um you know why they're doing it you know for them you know somebody was asked, somebody said was like man he must have cashed out like hundreds of thousands of dollars like those features are crazy no way he didn't pay a dime i already know those are his friends all these guys are just guys that just like you said they respect him they're Mm -hmm. friends with him. Mm -hmm. um he didn't pay anything these are just the people that he makes music with and and people that he hangs out with and that respect him so um so it's really cool to be able to see that and that's a you know another great takeaway is just to learn how to interact with people to where um you know they're gonna want to do things for you because you provide that value to them. So, you know, Mr. Fab has positioned himself as a guy where, you know, you can call him and say, Hey, can you connect me with this guy? Or can you do this for me or whatever? And, mm-hmm. and he's happy to do it. And, and that's why that's these guys are happy to, to reciprocate. So it's, it's sort of another example of what you're talking about with that creative so he, value. He's,
0: he's on a, he's on a genius status, right? So when, when you're in there with him mixing and mastering, does he, does he contribute with you? Does, is, is, is he someone that kind of pushes you a little bit to get better? He does. He definitely does. You know, he's um, he's
1: definitely more focused on the on his side, right? Which is like the the lyrics and 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 uh, and the vocals and and the concepts and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And so, what's nice is he actually gives me a pretty good amount of freedom um, to do what I want with the mixes. For the most part, he'll definitely give me some feedback. Mm-hmm. Um, but for the most part, you know, I think he he's been working with me for a while, and, and he sort of trusts that he likes the stuff that I do so that was actually really cool is that a lot of the stuff I kind of got to just do what I want and then I'd he'd either be there sometimes with me or a lot of times I would just do the mix and then either send it to him or play it for him the next time he was at the studio and and uh for the most part he was pretty happy with it so that that was you know really cool and really just that he had asked me to do it I was I was pretty honored um, so, so different artists are different. You know, I've worked with artists who are super hands-on with the mixing where they're, you know, they're basically, you know, they, they are mixing it with me. Right. Uh, but in, for this particular one, uh, it was a little bit more of him kind of letting me do my thing and then maybe giving a couple notes, but, um, right. but yeah, pretty much let me do my thing.
0: Yeah. That's, that's awesome, man. I mean, I bet, I bet there was, um some sort of like responsibility from you like you felt okay this guy is trusting me with this with this album um it it it, i can only imagine you know you upping your confidence in your in your game while while you're doing it
1: oh absolutely it only
0: it only benefits the next artist that you mix for
1: sure no it definitely (laughs) i was like shit i gotta pull out every little trick i've learned i gotta make this sound awesome and um yeah it was just super exciting to work on and you know to mix a tech nine verse and a bob verse and all these guys that, that uh you know that i'm a fan of so uh yeah and it definitely stepped up my game and and it and it helps because not that i'm doing anything different now but just getting a little bit of notoriety from doing the project definitely kind of steps up you know i've already this is a pretty recent thing i've already had a lot of people reach out to me mm-hmm. um asking for mixing and mastering you know specifically because they heard that i did this
0: project so mm-hmm. so yeah it's been exciting dope dope so you guys also have okay so name name all the people that are part of the legion because I know you have some you have some vocalists, you have some songwriters, you have other other aspects of the game in your group, right?
1: yeah yeah so it's um you know it's kind of a funny thing it's it's a little it's not it's a little bit official and unofficial and okay. people kind of come in and come out got it uh you know over the years so so let me go through it a little bit so the the first guy i, I really started making beats with uh was a dude named phil who's actually down in la he's been down there now for gosh about six or seven years mm-hmm. um so we were working very closely together when he was here um and now that he's down there if I go down to LA I'll work with him if he comes up here and we and we'll send stuff back and forth um you know but that was that was the first guy I really partnered up with um and then there's uh, a guy named Nate who is probably the next guy yeah definitely was the next guy to kind of come on board and he is just an incredible musician I mean this guy Uh, he played keys is definitely his his number one okay uh you know he's played piano since he was a kid and and just understands music theory and all that stuff Mm -hmm. this guy literally plays a hundred instruments and that's not an exaggeration his hobby is to go on ebay and you know find a weird guitar nobody's ever heard of and he'll order it and they'll ship it over and in like two weeks he'll know how to play it like not just like make a noise on it like he'll be able to really play this this instrument so he's he's just a you know a musical genius and he's if you listen to any of our stuff and there's any impressive chords or anything musically it's not me it's nate for sure it's definitely nate that's dope um so that's kind of the guy and he's been on for a long time and and uh for the most part most of the stuff you hear is uh musically as far as the beats go is a collaboration between me and nate um where i'm probably more focusing on the drums and maybe giving a little bit of the bigger picture of kind of what we're going for and giving him feedback but he's playing most of the stuff um and then there's um there's my buddy seb who's who goes by nexus um super talented comes a little bit from that edm background and so Mm -hmm. knows you know how to create synths and all this stuff that i don't get too deep into but he's amazing at um and then you know adding in the vocalists uh which is like uh vidal garcia and um um and even june b also is another guy i've been working with who's not uh, located here, but I'll send them stuff. Um, mm-hmm. So you know, and it kind of goes on where there's people that we work with, you know, on and off, and maybe come in and out. Um, but those are probably kind of the core guys. Um, and and I think for me, that's that's kind of uh, that that might be my number one skill is just finding people that are more talented than me, and mm-hmm. then figuring out how to get everybody to work together and 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 have something that we can put out there. And and I think that's something that shouldn't be underestimated is, you know, if you're a producer, even if you're amazing, mm-hmm. uh, chances are there's somebody else that you can work with where together you're going to be that much better.
0: And I think that that is right there what you just hit on is probably the biggest factor in how fast you guys have been able to You know, perform online the way you're performing right now is taking this this crew of different people that contribute to the music and putting that up online where, you know, traditionally guys are just, you know, making beats by themselves. Right. And they're putting that up. Um, That's what the online community has always been for so long. And now guys like you that have that background in the studio, that know how to put in all these connecting pieces, taking that quality music, putting that up online is what sets you guys apart from you know, from everybody else, man. Yeah,
1: no, no, I think that's a great point. And I think mm-hmm. actually you had asked me earlier mm-hmm. maybe how we'd been able to to, to, to grow and, and I didn't quite have the answer. And I think that's the answer. And, yep. and and it's actually now become where it's grown even more. And actually I should mention a couple more names which is uh, sort of this next generation now. I've got three guys now um, that kind of started, I sort of created a little bit of an apprenticeship mm-hmm. kind of internship program. Um, and I've got uh, uh, Audric, Richard and Yanni Are kind of the three new guys and those guys are guys that i'm training to engineer Mm -hmm. first of all so that they can engineer sessions at the studio so i don't have to actually be here doing all the sessions Mm -hmm. but then yanni i just hired him on we made it official 25 hours a week you know and he's focused on a lot of the stuff you're talking about which is just you know posting the beats up responding to people on social media um doing some of the bookkeeping stuff he also does you know some of the mixes he's a musical guy too Mm -hmm. Um, but having that team makes all the difference, where it's just, if I had to spend those 25 hours each week doing it, I, right. I couldn't be coming up with the next thing, I couldn't be working on beats. Right. Um, so that's that's a huge thing, is is working with the team. And then to go a little bit more into that, because that's what I've really been focusing on lately, is, is figuring out ways to delegate things and systemize things, mm-hmm. because I see, you know, how much we've been able to grow in a short time and I'm super excited about that and I feel like there's so much opportunity right. and I worry that if I'm stuck, uh, you know, mm-hmm. implementing the systems I've already made all day, then I don't have time to come up with the next system.
0: Trust uh, me, I've been there. <laughs>
1: yeah, I, I can imagine, we could probably, I'd love to hear, you know, more of, of how you do this, but yeah. you know, so, so I kind of learned a little bit about like, in a traditional business, you have these things called SOPs, which I think is standard operating practices or mm. procedures, whatever it is. Yeah. It's basically write out a detailed version of exactly what each process is. So if somebody signs up for a membership program, cool, you send them this email, you update the spreadsheet this way, you mm. download the files to here, you do all this stuff. And so I've been learning how to create that and that way I can train Yanni to do it. You gotta and train me too, really...
0: man, because I'm, I'm a scatterbrain over here. You gotta train me.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I, hey, We really can talk about this stuff because this is really what I'm I'm getting (laughs) into. I'm happy to go into it more. uh,
0: But yeah, the
1: idea is that I can train Yanni to do it. And not only that, we have the system now where Yanni can train the next guy. And that's when you have a real business, Mm. you know, is when, you know, when you can step away for three months and your business grows. That's my goal. I'm not there yet, but that's what I would love to be at. You know, and that's kind of my next uh, hurdle or the the next kind of thing I want to get to.
0: That's awesome, man. Yeah, there's just so many moving parts in music, especially with all the different revenue streams. So, um, hats off for you guys on organizing that process and 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 figuring it out. And when you completely figure it out, let me know for sure. <laughs> but uh, yeah, man. So, all right, let's get into. Um, we'll just you know get into last couple of questions. You've given us so much insight about who you guys are, what you guys have done, the process of selling music online and now with these new media and these other new revenue streams that are now kind of popping up and we're, we're helping to pioneer that process for producers is you know I, I've noticed that you guys have had some success with our YouTube content ID program and being able to monetize on unauthorized versions of your tracks on on YouTube and and um, you know collect on all that ad revenue as you know the kind of like the ad revenue world is is among us and it's coming and and content identification systems become smarter. Um, the social web is going to be monetizable for original content creators. What do you feel? How do you feel about this whole new wave of, of you know streaming ad revenue and um, and how it affects producers?
1: Oh, well, I can tell you how I felt uh, the last uh, couple emails I got from you guys with with how much money we had made from our YouTube content ID. Um, I felt pretty excited. We'd, uh, it's funny, when, when we first, I first signed up, and that was another thing, you know, where that was sort of just this revenue that was just sitting on the table that we were completely missing. Um, you know, and I tried to approach it a little bit and uh, kind of tried to hack around it a little bit and mm-hmm. had created like some CD Baby beat tapes, and you can kind of right, do it right. that way, but right. it doesn't really work. And then somebody wants to buy the exclusive, and now you have to take down the whole album. And, you know, it was just right. a headache and didn't really work that well um and so what you guys do uh, at beatstars is awesome because we're already uploading these beats anyways because we're selling it through your marketplace but then now it gets placed into all you know the youtube content id system and there's also i don't know what soundcloud is called but they have a similar type mm-hmm. of system and i think a couple other ones yep. um and so it's just it's just this revenue that's just there and and you know if we hadn't signed up you know we wouldn't be getting it and it's funny because at first i think we got like you know some notifications that we got like three cents or something yeah, yeah. okay that's cool great um <laughs> you know and that might have been the soundcloud one or whatever it was and then all right. of a sudden you know i got the one last month that was like it was over a thousand i think it was like 1300 mm-hmm. bucks and i was like holy shit where where did that come from right right um and that was through youtube and youtube is just a big you know just huge for music mm-hmm. um so yeah, so that that's been really huge, and I'm really excited about that. Cool. Yeah. Um, and I think that can only grow as more and more people are uploading their mu- their music to YouTube right. and to these other platforms. Um, that it just makes sense if if you're somebody who, let's say, went onto our YouTube and and pulled off the tag beat.
0: Yep.
1: And decided you're going to upload it. That's fine, because that's that's you know you get to use it, and that's good for you. And then um, we get to get our name out there a little bit more. And then also we get to profit off a little bit, which is, which I think is perfectly fair. And I don't, I don't know that anybody would complain
0: about that, so. Yeah, um, what an exciting time to be a producer, right? Absolutely,
1: yeah, no, it's cool. It's all this new stuff. It's, it's, uh, it is really exciting.
0: Gabe, hey man, uh, I really, I've I've run out of questions. I'm sure I can think, think of more, but um, you know, I appreciate all of your insight, um, your expertise. Thank you so much for, you know, joining us today. Um, any any last words for uh, for the listeners?
1: Man, I just I'm a big fan of you and and of Beatstars, and
0: I'm honored that you uh, that you hit me up for the podcast. So thanks for having me. For sure, thank you, sir. I appreciate your time. You guys can check out Gabe and uh, the Legion on Beatstars.com/slash This Is the Legion, I believe. Um, yep. And you guys are on Twitter as well at the Legion or uh, this is the Legion. Everything this is, is this is the Legion. So cool.
1: Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, slash this is the Legion.
0: Cool. Follow these guys. They've got a lot of information. Um, it looks like you're giving back a lot of information back to musicians. And uh, you've already seen some success. So if you're an aspiring musician, you need to hit these guys up and follow them ASAP. All right, fellas. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Uh, we'll be back next week on the B Stars Gurus podcast. And uh, we're out. Thanks, Gabe.